Today I want to talk about faith. Welcome to another inspirational message from Gateway Life Church. We're so glad that you've joined us and trust that this podcast will be a blessing to you. Well, I do want to welcome you again uh, to Gateway Life Church today and to part three in our series called These Walls Will Fall. This is why we need to pray for our hearts. And so we want to do that right now, okay, because we're here in the presence of God. God is here. And I believe that as the word of God is preached, that a fire, if it's not already lit, it's going to be stoked up. You know why? Because when you take faith, you take your mustard seed of faith and you give it to a big God, walls begin to come down and mountains begin to be removed. And uh, I just believe there's every, every single one of us needs some kind of wall to come down and some mountain to be removed. So let's pray about that. Then we're going to dive straight into God's word today. So Father, that's what we simply pray uh, for today. We pray for our hearts. Lord, we pray, Lord, if our hearts are resistant or not submitted to you or self-entitled or whatever they may be, Lord. We just pray for our hearts that the walls will come down and that mountains will be removed as faith begins to rise afresh. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. In part one, I opened up with uh, the story of Joshua and uh, the walls of Jericho. Last week, we looked at uh, the paralyzed man who had been in the one place surrounded by the same sick community for 38 years. But as we come into part three today, I just felt that the Holy Spirit was leading me back to the walls of Jericho. Okay, so I feel that what we need to do is have a look at this story and take it one step further. So you can either follow in your Bibles or follow on the screen. Joshua chapter 6 verses 1 to 5 and it says, Now Jericho was securely shut up because of the children of Israel. None went out and none came in. Then the Lord said to Joshua, See, I have delivered Jericho into your hands along with its kings and its fighting men. Okay, so here's the declaration. Now this is where it gets exciting because what I want you to take note of now is this, because here comes God's instructions to Joshua. Okay, so are you with me so far? God has already declared that I'm going to give you Jericho. Now here come the instructions so that Joshua can take the city of Jericho. Verse 3, here's the first instruction. March around the city once with all of the armed men. Do this for six days. Have seven priests carry trumpets of ram's horns in front of the ark. On the seventh day, march around the city seven times with the priests blowing the trumpets. When you hear them sound a long blast on the trumpets, have the, have the whole army give a loud shout. Then the wall of the city will collapse and the army will go up. Everyone straight in. Okay, so radical instructions. Yes, radical instructions. And here is like the radical component in this story because God speaks to Joshua and Joshua listens to God's instructions. Okay? If you're looking for a wall to come down, if you're looking for a breakthrough today, sometimes what needs to actually break is your way. 
If you're looking for a breakthrough, what needs to break is your way. Sometimes a breakthrough is the result of you and I breaking. You want to break through? We have to break. What do we need to break? Our way. This is the reason why John the Baptist said he must increase and I must decrease. It's even the, way, uh, even the reason why Jesus said in the Garden of Gethsemane, Lord, not, not what I will, but what you will. So the radical component, like radical faith, you need to see this, you see. Radical faith is this. God spoke and Joshua listened and followed God's instructions. Verse 12. So Joshua got up the next morning and the priests took up the ark of the Lord. Verse 15. On the seventh day they got up at daybreak and marched around the city seven times in the same manner. Except that on that day they circled the city seven times just as God had instructed them. Then the seventh time around when the priests sounded the trumpet blast, Joshua commanded the army to shout. For the Lord has given you this city. When the trumpet sounded, the army shouted... And at the sound of the trumpet, when the men gave a loud shout, the wall collapsed. So everyone charged straight in and took, and they took the city and they devoted the city to the Lord. Can I encourage someone here that when you get a breakthrough, honor God in the breakthrough, okay? Because it says that they devoted the city to the Lord. They didn't go straight in and take the city and used it for their own cause or blessing. They devoted it to the Lord. When you get a breakthrough, even like Colin just a few moments ago, give glory to God. Devote the testimony to the Lord. You see, Colin stood up, not giving glory to himself, not giving glory that uh, the scars of, you know, um, past suicide attempts was his doing, but God's doing. Devote it and give it to God. Today I want to talk about what I believe is the number one key to seeing walls fall and to living a victorious and a successful walk with Jesus. And if this sounds good to you, then we're going to need to exercise a little word that produces massive results and that little word is the word faith. Today I want to talk about faith. Because if it weren't for faith, the walls of Jericho would not have come down. Follow on the screen or in your Bibles, Hebrews chapter 10, verses 30 to 35. And it says, by faith, the walls of Jericho fell after they were encircled for seven days. By faith, the harlot Rahab did not perish with those who did not believe when she first received the spies with peace. And what more shall I say? For the time would fail me to tell of Gideon and Barak and Samson and Japheth, also of David and Samuel and of the prophets, who through faith subdued kingdoms, worked righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong, became valiant in battle, turned to flight the armies of the aliens and women received their dead raised to life again. This little word which produces massive outcomes, the word faith. But to walk by faith 
here's the crossroads. Here's the issue with faith. To walk by faith doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. Why is that? Because it goes against all of our five senses when it comes to what I hear, what I smell, what I taste, what I touch, and of course, what we see, which is the reason why God said to Joshua at the very beginning, see. God is like saying, Joshua, I need you to see what I see. If you can see what I see, you'll see the breakthrough. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7, it says, For we walk by faith and not by sight. 1 Corinthians 13, verse 9 reads, For we know in part and we prophesy in part. The next verse isn't on the screen, but in verse 12 it says, For now, in this moment right now, for now we see in a mirror dimly. But then face to face, when we're with Christ, we'll see fully. But now it says, we know in part, but then in eternity, we shall fully know, even as I have been fully known. The word that I want to bring right now is this. This is what we need to hear. This is what we need to see. In this moment, on this side of eternity, we're only ever going to see in part. We're only ever going to know in part. We're only ever going to see in part. The Apostle Paul says that we see dimly like looking in a foggy mirror. You know, just think about when you get out of the shower and uh, the mirror is all steamed up and you've got to rub a little part in the middle so that you can just begin to see. You know, sometimes looking at life and the trials of life, it's a little bit foggy. Sometimes when, when you're at the crossroads of your life, it can be a little bit foggy to see the future. Why is that? Because the Bible says we see in part now, and now we know in part. But the good news is we do see. And the other good news is this, we do know. It might only be in part, it might just be a little bit, but the Bible says now you do see a little. And you do know a little, and it takes faith to hold on to the little. Why is that? Because we're so focused on the unknown. We're so like almost fixated, obsessed, over-attached, over-committed to what we don't see and to what we don't know at the expense of what God has already caused us to see and caused us to know. But you see, you've got to understand this is how God has set it up. God has not set it up so that you get the big picture necessarily first because it wouldn't take faith. And you'd get all the glory. You would take, I would take all the glory. And so God has set up this faith walk. So he gives us a mustard seed. And he said, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, if you can see the mustard seed, if you know that you've got a mustard seed and you use it, you can say to this mountain, uproot yourself and be cast into the deep, into the depths of the sea. You know, as we were uh, abseiling yesterday, uh, it was just so inspiring because every single man that participated overcame fear. And my whole personal strategy, because I know what the faith walk is about, 
my whole personal strategy when I got up to the 25 meter cliff is just to take one step at a time. And, you know, the actual cliff face was not a nice smooth cliff face. There were like different parts and, and it wasn't the same for every step of the descent. A lot like life. You know, life is not necessarily a smooth journey. There's all kinds of different, you know, crevices and cliff faces and things to overcome and bushes. And, and at the bottom, you've got to make sure that you don't do what some of the guys did and, and land in the blackberries. And so my whole philosophy was, okay, I'm not going to focus on the whole 25-meter drop because that would freak me out, Right? That would freak me out. So I'm thinking, okay, what have I got to do? Well, I've got to anchor myself, right? I'm not going to rush through this. I'm going to anchor myself, have a look where I want to go because I'm safe right now. I've got a good foundation. I've got someone, you know, holding me there. I've got someone. If I fall, someone's got me and Jesus has always got you. So I'm just going to have a look where I want to go and like, oh, I want to go over here. And so, but when, when I got to that place, position myself, then I looked where I wanted to go next, okay? Because you see, I just wanted to look at where I was now and not focus on what was unseen or not known. And this is the faith journey. I promise you, you'll, take a, you, you'll deliver yourself and uh, remove a lot of anxiety and fear in your life if you just do what the Word of God says because the Word of God says that the Word of God is a lamp unto my feet, Right? It's a lamp unto my feet. The wording is very specific. It is a light where I stand right now. And then when I take the next step, the Word of God is a lamp unto my feet. And then I take the next step, it's a, it's a light unto my feet. It doesn't light up the whole path. Okay? And this is why we need to walk by faith. What I want to do right now, I want to, talking about abseiling, in a moment, I want to get a testimony from Nathan uh, Dabowski. Uh, but before we do that, uh, on my queue, on my queue, we'll go to a, uh, a one-minute video of uh, Josiah descending. Now, I want everyone to know, especially his mother, <laughs> that he was safe the whole time, even though, let me say, he did not look safe at all. Um, it was actually Dane who was uh, doing the filming. Dane was the, uh, basically the facilitator and the professional overseeing everything. Uh, but there's this one scene right at the end where Josiah just disappears. And, uh, but then he pops up again at the end, which is good news. But I don't think I've ever seen anyone laugh their way to the bottom like he did. And uh, in actual fact, Dane was like, is he playing games here or is he serious because he treated the whole thing like it was just a big, I don't know, fanfare or something. Gosh, it was just, every time I watch it, I, anyway. Let's have a look at Josiah descending for the first no, time. No, you're not. <laughs> so remember, just focus on your drills with your hand in that go no, position. Focus, yeah. That's it. Focusing. Actually, no, I'm not. Go jump. Jump. I'm in. Whoa! <laughs> I almost died. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so remember. Oh, it was 
Remember, with your with your feet, keep your feet sort of shoulder width apart and a slight bend in the knees. Oh yeah. And then lean yeah, yeah, and yeah. leaning back. That's it. Use your legs. That's it. Awesome. <laughs> he's loving it. Is he putting this on or what? He's loving yeah, it. No, he's, he's making it up. Oh. <laughs> Why did I look back? Remember that. Keep that hand off to the side in the go position or the stop. That's it. Whoop. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad Mum's not here. <laughs> Come out here. Come out here for a sec. What was going? What was going? Like, what was happening? And like, how were you feeling? Oh, it, it was pretty scary. I wish I didn't look back. <laughs> <laughs> sort of panicked and then fell off. Did Did you enjoy it? Yeah. You had a good time. Yeah, I did. Would you do it again? I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> Give him a hand as he's seated. Oh my gosh! Give him a hand. Yeah. <laughs> he's a funny man. You are a funny, funny man. Everyone, I was so proud of every participant because I saw, you know, at times the fear, the apprehension, the anxiety at times in the men's eyes. And every single man overcame. And uh, I was just so proud. And uh, I just want to invite Nathan Dabowski to come. Uh, can we give Nathan a hand as he's just coming? <laughs> Come and stand here. And, uh, yeah, so you overcame. I did, I did. Yeah, come, come a little bit closer. And uh, so um, during the debriefing, which was a really powerful time with uh, Dane, uh, you were talking about that you were so, like, apprehensive, that you were having dreams before the actual... Tell us about that. Well, I wasn't sure whether I'd be able to do it, just, just through the fear. And um, probably this week, I had three or four dreams about sort of standing on the edge and slipping down the edge and and I'm thinking, I think the last dream I had, you know, I was attempting to do it like abseiling and I couldn't do it and I'm thinking, why can't I do it? Why am I so fearful, you know? I, I shouldn't be this fearful. And then, you know, once I woke up, you know, from then on, I just thought, you know, I've got to do it. You know, I've got to do it. Um, Yes, I start, started walking up the track and I got to the top and it's pretty narrow, fairly narrow up there. So you've got to hook onto the uh, safety line. Um, yes, I walked along the cliff, along the safety line. Um, yes, I was pretty, pretty scared. Like, hands were wet and mouth was totally dry. And, um, yeah... And I was yeah, hooked to the line at the top waiting for me turn and I thought, oh, I can't do it, I can't do it, I've got to unclip, go back down, you know, and then I thought, no, I can do it. And, and then uh, up there I said, like, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, you know, I said that a few times. And then, uh, yeah, real fearful, but I just, um, just made that decision, you know, I've got to do it, I've got to break that break that fear um, I, th I thought uh, yeah so I put on the put on the gear and started to go down and 
Yeah, I was fearful, but then when I got down three quarters of the way, I felt I started to feel safe, safe with the people holding me at the bottom and safe with the instructor at the top. And how, how did you feel like once you'd gotten down and you'd made it? Yeah, I, I feel I felt yeah free. I felt free. I felt um, yeah, I felt great that I, that I could do it. And uh, yeah, sort of a thought that I had after I'd done it. I thought, you know, it's like a like a immunity booster. Me doing something so difficult, you know, it's like immunity booster for fear, for dealing with future fear. Yeah. So yeah. So it was good, and yeah, I did it. Yeah. Yep. So proud. So proud. Thank you. And have a look at a, a photo of, uh, of Nathan descending. It's there. There he is. There he is. He looks like a professional. You sure that's uh, your first time? <laughs> Let's go to the next photo. We'll have a look at, uh, there's Adrian uh, Pfeiffer. And um, yeah, Adrian had a, a bit of a rough time at the beginning but uh, yeah, we weren't, yeah, he just had a little bit of a rough time at the beginning, but he bounced back and uh, he did it also. And that's what it was all about. And uh, so we want to say thank you to uh, Dane and Ellie Smith for facilitating it. We've already thanked them, but let's just show some love online. Uh, I'm not sure if they're watching or not, but uh, <laughs> it's good. So Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1 says, Now faith is the substance. Faith equals substance, or the conviction of things hoped for, the evidence of things not yet seen. This substance or conviction, which is faith, it empowers the believer to believe and the follower to follow the things of God, the things that God has placed in their heart. And the very definition of faith, as expressed by the writer in the Hebrews, begins with now faith. Now, faith is the substance. And to have substance means to have something tangible and solid. Solid. Having said this, the Apostle Paul goes on to say that having the substance of faith is the foundation of things hoped for. And when you have the substance of faith, you have a foundation to stand upon and to walk upon. Yeah. So, faith... It's, uh, it's a challenge. The faith walk is not easy, once again, because it goes against what I think, what I feel, what I see, what I hear, what I taste, what I smell, and what I touch. And we're so over-attached to these areas, and, um, but detaching from them and trusting in the Word of God when it comes to laying hold of what is already seen and what is already known, will sustain you throughout every season of life because there is going to come a time when you're faced with a cliff, okay? And you've got to make the choice of what you're going to do. In case you don't know, there are different kinds of faith. Firstly, uh, and not in any particular order, there's actually humanistic faith or unspiritual faith, which is the kind of faith that places trust wholly and solely in oneself and our own efforts. 
This kind of faith is self-dependent and not God-dependent. There's also saving faith, the gift of faith or miraculous faith, uh, spiritual faith, and then there's enduring faith. Enduring faith is the greatest and most powerful testimony regarding our walk with God. So saving faith is when I have a revelation of my sin, that I'm a sinner, that's, that there's something not right in my life, there's something broken, there's something seriously amiss. And then you have a greater revelation that Jesus is the loving Lord and Savior of our soul, the forgiver of all sins. That's saving faith. Spiritual faith is simply the kind of faith that says, well, I know what the Word of God says, so I'm going to do it. I know that the, the Word of God says, you know, don't forsake the fellowship of yourselves together, uh, as is uh, in the habit of some, but, in, but fellowship regularly, all the more as you see the day of the Lord uh, approaching. Uh, but enduring faith is the greatest testimony to our faith. In Matthew chapter 24, verse 13, Jesus said, But they who endure to the end shall be saved. Thanks for listening to this week's message from Gateway Life Church. For more information, please visit gatewaylifechurch.org.au. God bless and have a great day.